and we're live here on Facebook. Uh, and uh, we'd like to welcome those listening later in podcast land and also watching on YouTube. Hello. Yeah, the split, as it were. I mean, it's a bowling term, and today it's 7-10, which is a great 7-10 split. So, I just thought it was funny. We also have, uh, we have the Stanley Cup Finals, our final, and uh, we're going to talk about some name, image, and likeness, along with some golf. All that and more, but first, Rich, it's time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Hey. And we're back. So, Rich, um, I forgot. Sorry, folks. I know you all are wondering, Rich, how you doing today? Okay. Yeah. Was that? I was going to ask. Is it a COVID restriction or was it? Okay, so now holding, no holding up a quiet sign and for a random day of work. Okay, um, we're doing great up here. Uh, the weather has turned nice and cool. It's been in the like upper 60s, lower 70s all all week. We've had some rain. My grass needs mowed, but it's going to rain. Uh, and then we've gotten more rain. So, you know, been a been a good week, but not a lot of motorcycle riding. On a good note, though, uh, the grass looks great. So, that's always good. That's, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that's kind of a dad flex, isn't it? To, uh, to mention how good your lawn looks on your podcast at the that's an odd dad flex right there. So, uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way so the people know how we're doing, because I think there's people that would listen to the show. The only reason they listen to the show is to find out how we're doing. Uh, but let's get to the poll question, Rich. 
So this week's last week's poll question was our third place, uh, our third place matchup, the bronze medal, if you will, for the ultimate movie uh, showdown. Uh, we had what thirty six movies? Like we had like more than that to start. With We had tons, we had tons of movies that we started. We, I mean, back before we had sports to talk about, we had poll questions or we had sports movies to talk about. I guess we had sports, but with, yeah. We, yeah. Now we're now we're getting done with sports movies. Now we're going to go back to some of our more traditional poll questions. So look to look for that to drop off. But folks, we still want you to join us at facebook.com slash fans of balls and six to check out these poll questions. This week's poll question, Rich, third place matchup, Happy Gilmore, Rocky Four, who won? How did you vote? Um I believe I voted for Rocky Four, which is kinda I, I kind of I kinda of waffled on this one a little bit. Um so I ended up, no, I didn't. I ended up voting for Happy Gilmore. Did you tell? I mean, why would you? Why'd you stop? Why'd you? Why'd you switch your vote? Okay. I, you know, I don't, I don't hate that, that reasoning. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to vote for something just because it's a, uh, just because it's a, to break a tie, but... Um, but your votes changes everything, so Rocky Four wins third place, which is where we had it ranked. Happy Gilmore is in fourth, pretty close to where we had it ranked. We actually did a pretty good job on these rankings. I, hey, I think I, I think I did pretty good on these rankings. There was like one or two upsets, that's it. I did a good job. Anyway, um, this week's poll question, Rich, like we said, back to a more traditional uh, poll question for our sportsdom. Uh, what are we looking at? 
and uh, let's let that lead into the next segment as well. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that's all right. No big deal. It's been a busy month. Um, so, uh, with that, let's go into baseball, and let's look at the Cubs Week in Review. Man, um, I mean, you said it best on Facebook this week. The Cubs just can't buy a win, even though we got two. Man, it is. One of them was to, uh, to the Cardinals, who don't look much better than the Cubs right now. I, we are struggling. Um, last week I was I was saying it's it's not too late. Let's not let's not strike out. Let's not cry about it. But man, I am starting to I'm starting to join you on that. It's time to be a seller, like time to, to give up on the season even, um, and, and start looking to see what what we can do for that. Uh, well, this is the buying and selling, yes. But I'm just saying, um, is this week is this without getting into the buying selling or standing pat um it feels i think i don't see i'm not i'm not convinced there but what i will say is that we're gonna get this respite. Um, how how many all stars do we have this year? Okay, and I'm guessing Chris is gonna be sitting out. Craig is or uh, Chris Bryant is gonna sit out because of his hammy issues, right? I mean, he came in last night, made a clutch double. Which I mean, last night he came in, hit the ball, and uh, and then made it to second. Um, again, I wasn't watching. I haven't watched any. I, I, I don't have Marquee Network. I'd like to have Marquee Network. I thought I had a way to get Marquee Network, but uh, I don't. So um, without the Marquee Network, I'm not able to watch the games, but I was listening. I listened to the games. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that you got to wonder to yourself. Is it uh, with – could he – could – I mean, if that was Javi, that would have been a triple, right? So it comes... So it... 
it was a nice double. I mean, it was a very easy double. He hit it, bounced it off the wall, and both both center and right field, it might have been left field, the two guys closest to it, both both thought they had a play on the ball. So they were up on the wall. They were way close to the wall. So the ball bounced out 30, 40, 50 feet, something like that, and both guys were running the wrong way, had to turn around and get to the ball. To me, if it was Hobby or anybody that whose legs weren't really suffering that bad, it could have made that a triple. But KB comes in, takes the hit, makes it to second, and then gets pinch run for immediately. That doesn't, I mean, that sounds like a guy that is a little worse off than we want him to be, but not bad enough yet to go on the IL. But I would not be surprised if he goes on the on a on one of those uh, post-dated uh, I, IL list things. But technically, today would be the year, because he couldn't, because he played yesterday, so he wouldn't be allowed to play, he wouldn't be allowed to be on the IL until today. Yeah. 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 So, That's a valid question. I I don't know. Um, so much so much of that stuff to go. Um, and we'll talk a lot more about it next week, folks. We really will. We got tons to talk about next week. And uh, yeah, so To the desert to face the Diamondbacks coming out of the All-Star game before we go back on the air next Saturday. Okay, Rich, I got some bad news. What's up? Apparently, and this is due to a shout-out that we have to give, uh, your audio was not on all the way. Really? Yeah. It's on my end, not on your end. Weird. Uh, do you want to restart the show or do you want to keep going? We can keep going. If you've got the issue fixed, we'll keep going. We got the issue fixed, but up until now, nobody's been able to hear you. Ah, it's okay. Never mind. It's no good. We'll keep going. Okay. So, uh, folks, sorry about that. Well, that's going to affect our podcast and everything, but we're going to keep going. Rich says keep going. He's got stuff to do, so we'll do that. Okay. Uh, who's, who's, who gets the shout out? Uh, David Nichols. David Nichols. Also known as JR. Everybody calls him JR around here. So, um, man, I wish I would have caught that earlier. I wish. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. 
Okay. Back to the show. Okay. okay. So two and five overall, 44, uh, two and five show to show, 44 and 45, third in the division, eight and a half games back. Um, show going into the next week in between shows, they're going to have two against the Cardinals, the All-Star break, and then one against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Yeah. When they come back from the break. Yeah. So, um, is it is it acceptable? I mean, I, I think they're going to win maybe two of these games. I don't know what they're doing anymore. I don't know. I don't know what to think. What are your thoughts, Rich? Man. What, 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 right. What, what, See, what, you got I the, don't know. Golly. What team shows up? Is it the May team? Or is it the, the end of June team? The May, the May through mid-June. If that team shows up, we'll be back to first place in a month. But if the team that's been playing the last week and a half shows up, stick a pin in them. Yeah, well, but here's the thing, though, Mike. I mean, Milwaukee shot up into the division standings largely thanks to a mediocre schedule. While the Cubs were facing playoff teams like San Diego, New York, uh, the Dodgers, you know, on, in there on the road, Milwaukee was playing a, an easier schedule, an, an easier schedule. So in August, the Cubs, the, in uh, July, when they come back from the All-Star break, the Cubs' schedule does get easier. However, this could lead into our discussion next week, but which, if they go off on a long losing streak facing mediocre teams... Do you still buy to help the team make a playoff run just to have them run into the same teams that they lost to in June and then you've traded away assets and lost out on an opportunity to trade off some good core pieces, good pieces that you could have traded off, and you fall flat in the playoffs? Man, it's rough that we have to save all of this information for next week. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to get into it next week's good. We're going to have a long discussion next week, Rich, about what the Cubs are doing and what they need to do. Uh, I got, I got notes. I got, I good. got, I got stuff to talk about. I said That's some good. stuff last week. Maybe I changed my mind. Maybe I didn't. I I'm confused at this team right now. I'm not sure. What yeah, so am I. I mean, they've played. I mean, you can look at their record against San Diego and the Dodgers and technically in that seven game span against those two teams they would have won they won the season series yep but they played well but when they were but with the Cubs record there's no way that they would have home field advantage yeah which is they played them well on the at home but they didn't do as well on the road when they had to go to yeah. Uh, to these, to those home ballparks of the of the opposite team. I will say, those teams. I will say, having fans back in the stands, hearing the excitement, even in ju- like having full capacity and hearing the excitement in the announcers, mm-hmm. totally feels like a completely different game than we got it all last year. Listening to to Ron and Pat as excited as they get because the fan, even when the fans make just make a good play. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that just gets exciting and is super awesome to see. Um, so yeah, we're I'm man. It's been 
it's been great watching, listening to the games, watching games uh, when you can. Uh, folks, we'll see. We'll talk about more of this next week. But first, we're heading into the All Star break, which means the Home Run Derby. Rich, who's in the Home Run Derby this year? All right. So in the Home Run Derby, you have Shohei Otani. Last year's Derby champ, Pete, Alon- Pete Alonzo, past winner. Trevor Story from the Rockies as a hometown kid. Trey Mancini of the Orioles, cancer survivor. He got invited because he survived cancer and had to sit out last year. Yep. Good candidate for comeback player of the year. Uh, Salvador Perez of the Royals. Matt Olson of the A's. Juan Soto of the Nationals. And Joey Gallo of the Rangers. Yeah, that also brings, and, because yeah, of that, the way, it also brings up a, uh, a topic to talk about as soon as we're done with the home run debris picks. Yeah, so the bracket, they're doing this in bracket style. So round one will see Otani going against Soto, Sal Perez going against Pete Alonzo. And over on the other side of the bracket, it'll be Joey Gallo against Trevor Story and then Matt Olson against Trey Mancini. Okay. Um, so Rich, who do you like, Mike? I, uh, who do I want, and who I think is going to win is two separate people. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want Shohei Otani to win. That kid, we're going to talk about him in just a second. After we're done talking about this home run derby, we're going to talk about that guy and potentially what he could mean for baseball. Um. But I think Juan Soto is going to take it. Okay. I'm going to go with Matt Olson because I think that he has an easier path to the finals. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We have to see next uh, this week as we watch the all as we watch the home run derby. You going to watch it? Um, it's on the ESPN, so I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. Okay. Maybe if they maybe if they make it available on ESPN Plus, but I don't think that they will, because then you got to sign in with a cable provider. Uh, so not going go to log in. So not going to go to the bar and. I don't think so. Okay. Um, then that means I got to spend money. <laughs> I got to yeah, spend true. money. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Um, so, uh, pop up pop up topic of the week, folks. Gotcha. I always do it right. So here's yep. your pop up topic of the week: Shohei Otani. I'm not even going to ask the question, is he? I'm going to make the statement, he is Babe Ruth circa his first 10 years. He is on par to to fight for the Cy Young Award. And he is on par outside of that. Even if you take away how good he is pitching, if you just put him... As a position player and a bat, he is making an argument to be an MVP candidate. True or false? Yeah, I, I would. I if you just looked at his hitting stats, he would be in the conversation for the MVP. Even his, I mean, even when he has to field to be on there, when he's not, when he's not the DH, when he is actually fielding, he still plays decent ball as a fielder. I mean, no, he's not. He's not somebody that should be starting every day as a position player, but he can hold his own at most every position that he's that I've seen him play. 
I don't think that the Angels have ever put him, at least to my knowledge, I don't think yes. the Angels have ever put him out in the field uh, other than pitcher. I thought they, I thought he's played third base once or twice. Not that I know of. Okay. Either way. Mostly they, most of the time they use him as the DH. So being, if you're comparing him to Babe Ruth, I would say, you know what, if you're going to go into that conversation and compare him to Babe Ruth, then I'd like to say, all right, then on the days that he's not pitching, where is he? He needs to be out in the field playing, playing the field as well as not just batting as the DH. I, I mean, do you think he couldn't? I think that he could. I think the pro. I I think the reason why you don't put him out there is because you because pitching is so much more important this year than it has been in years past. Um, the guy is. I'm. But I, I, but I mean, I, but I think he could play a. He could probably hold his own in one of the corner outfield positions. Oh yeah, easily. Uh, the the thing that scares me is that we're not going to see his full career. Next year we're going into a strike. Like we, everybody is saying that next year that these they're not going to get this this uh, this agreement, this CBA done. You know, and if they don't get this CBA done and we go into a strike, man, a that's going to hurt the the sport you and I love the most, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the problem is these guys play in the. They, they throw each other under the bus and they play in the um, to to quote from Hamilton uh, they argue in the in the uh, press and they don't print retractions mm. that's how they play the game their negotiations go on more in the newspaper than they do in uh, in life yeah in, in the in the boardroom they argue and they're going to end up in a which this is where MLB needs to go they need to get they need to get a deal done so they don't have another strike cuz if they have a strike this is going to i don't want to say it's what's going to ki- it will kill baseball but i think it's going to kill baseball it's already struggling mm-hmm. we got to get we got to get this done guys cuz people are already like According to you guys, people are already having a hard enough time being connected with the game and wanting to to play and wanting to do all these things. Mm-hmm. A strike is just going to kill it even worse. Yeah, it took how long for the game to recover after the 98 strike? Yeah. No, not about 96. I don't remember 96. what year it was anymore. It was 96. Yeah, the 96 strike, it took them yeah. how long to recover from that? It took Mark McGuire it, and Sammy Sosa. Yeah, it cost a, it cost a city... A franchise totally did. The Montreal Expos never recovered because they traded off their best players. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to do if it happens again. Like I'm so scared that it's going to happen again, and we're going to be we're going to be stuck. Um. And and here's the hard part. Shohei. If if the strike happens next year. Two years later, we have Shohei come in and do what he's doing now. That could save baseball. Right now, what he's doing could save baseball. Just in general, what he is doing. And and the hard part is people aren't interested in it, but they need to be. He is. He could be the saving grace for baseball right now. 
And if he does, if he if they let it happen, um, man, it's it'd just be great. But yeah. But if they go to into a strike year, is he going to be enough to bring him back by himself? I don't have a good answer to that question. I really don't. Because, I, I mean, he's doing what Babe Ruth did a hundred years ago. Yeah, I think. I mean, one of the hard parts with Joe Hayatani is that he plays on the West Coast. It's so, never... so when do when do most of his games start? Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, ten o'clock over on the eastern side. Yeah, nine o'clock, nine o'clock or eight o'clock on for us. So it's hard for people to watch him. Yep. So even if the even if they put the Angels as the game of the week, game of the week, or as like the second the second game of a doubleheader, like on Wednesday night baseball or something, who's who's staying up to watch the, a game that doesn't start till nine o'clock at night? Yeah, nine or ten o'clock at night. It's I, tough. It it really is. Um, but I think he could be the. I mean, it's it's sad. Um, the Dodgers and the and the Angels both have enough to bring back baseball. But because they play on the West Coast, we're not getting to see it. I mean, you look at those two teams and look how good they are. If they were playing games that started at 7 o'clock every night and they were, they were on national television people would watch baseball again i i just look at those two teams look at their their batting look at their bats look at some of their pitching i don't know but i mean overall i mean you gotta get I mean if you want more baseball on national television people gotta tune in yeah the networks aren't gonna invest the airtime and want to pay for the broadcasting rights if nobody's tuning in yeah i no, i totally agree and you got to have guys like Shohei that are doing amazing things out there. You got to have guys that. You got to have guys like Mike Trout. You have the the problem is. The best players in in your game right now, I would I, I'll say it. The best players in the game right now are, are are all on the West Coast. That kills you. Yeah, but you can't. You can't force a team to say no. You're, we can't allow you to sign him because we need him in a different market. No, I no, I can't agree. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I like, but saying, well, you guys, you guys are going to play more day games. You're going to play more f- okay. four o'clock games. Four o'clock games aren't bad, right? Like a four o'clock. But game, they want to get yeah. Yeah, but as a home market, you want to get the you want to be on television in prime time in your home market. I think the bigger thing is you want to get butts in the seats. Yeah, because people, like we said about NASCAR, people watching on TV have a harder time watching when you get when you don't have butts in the seats. That's number one. Number two, the other thing, the biggest thing that I mean, and again, I hate I sound like a broken record when I say this. And Rich, you can roll your eyes as soon as I say it. I don't care. I'm going to say it no. anyway. Okay. Get rid of blackout rules. Oh, yeah. Those two things, those two things are what is killing baseball being watched. You get rid of yeah. blackout rules where, like, 
it's one thing with the Cubs where you black out because theoretically you should be able to watch it on your home network, right? Like mm-hmm. they would black out games that were on Fox that were also being shown on they, – they never did both WGN and Fox. But blacking out a game when when – if they have something like WGN, and I'm not talking WGN America, I'm talking WGN Chicago, uh, when they're showing, or last a couple years ago when it was ABC Seven, had the gate, but it also got picked up nationally. Yes, black it out on ESPN because ABC Seven's showing it, but don't block it out for someone. 10 hours away that has no other way to watch it. No, exactly. I mean, how many, how many times do you come up on, on the ESPN app to see or on the MLB app or it's like the Cubs are the MLB TV free game of the day. Yep. Not for us because of blackout (laughs) because of blackout rules. It's ridiculous. I can see if you're within 50 miles or 100 miles of the of the home team from the from the ballpark putting well, those blackout rules in place but we're 200 miles 300 we're at least yeah i'm 500 miles now here's the well, better one here's the better one let's let's not even talk about that how about the how about what the nfl used to have for blackout rules by the way folks you know why nfl games don't get blacked out the rules in the NFL blackout is that if the they have to be above 85% sold out, 85% capacity, otherwise the game gets blacked out. In the home market. In the home market. Only in the home market. But yes, in the home market. And when I say home market, it's, again, that 50, 100-mile radius that they black it out. So I, people like me will never be blacked out. But how often are games not sold out in in in, in in the NFL anymore? Very rarely. You have I mean, there was those couple of weeks where you had Cincinnati and Jacksonville sometimes getting blacked out. But if you applied the blackout rules to the Cubs, you'd never have a broadcast blacked out to where you couldn't watch it on. If you chose to pay the hundred dollar, hundred two hundred dollars, yeah. To have the MLB TV package or in the home market, and I would even say, how about this? How about this, folks? You can black out. You can black it out all you want. You can have the same geographical blackout rules. Just add that eighty-five percent. If you just... or even or even put it at ninety percent. Yeah. If as long as it's at, as long as the ticket sale t- tickets total tickets sale sold. Are ninety percent capacity, blackout. The blackout restriction is lifted. Yeah, and I would even go as far as to say ninety percent of allowed. Because yeah, when we were in full mid lockdown, or not the the not the lockdown, but the the right before we let everything go, when we were at like ten thousand people could go to a game. Yeah, you're gonna. I mean, technically, you're at a third of the capacity of the stadium. But as soon as you hit that 90% of the 10,000 people, blackout rules are lifted. Yeah, and that would be more money for baseball. Yeah. Because right now, does it make sense to buy the MLB.TV package? 
No, because you know what? We cannot. We can not only watch the watch not watch the Cubs because of blackout. We can't we watch can't the watch Brewers. Milwaukee. We, we can't, can't watch, watch Milwaukee. You can't watch St. Louis. How about the American League? What can't we watch there, Rich? The White Sox, the Twins, the Royals, and the Royals. Can't watch them because of blackout. Yeah, we. It goes off of your zip code, not your proximity to the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, it is the most ridiculous rules out there. By the way, if I lived eight miles north of where I do right now, you know what I can do? I can watch Cubs games. If you wanted to pay the money for the MLB TV package, you could watch them. But Rich, if that if those were the blackout rules, how likely would it be that you and I would split that cost every year? Very likely, if that blackout rule wasn't in place. Very yeah. likely. If if that blackout rule wasn't in place, I almost guarantee you and I would split that cost every year. Because I'd watch, I, mostly because I love baseball. I will watch other games. I don't mind, like, anytime there's a free game for me to watch on the MLB app, guess what I'm doing? I'm watching the game. If I could watch my, if I could A, watch the Cubbies, B, watch the Twins, C, watch whoever else I cared about or don't care about because there's baseball on. Guess what? I'll watch. And I'll pay the $150 a year. But I can't because the blackout rules are the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And hopefully maybe that's something that they get resolved. Hashtag fix the blackout. All right. Folks, I want to see it. Let's. Let's get our folks, because uh, we got fans that, that love baseball, too, around here. If you want to see the blackout rules fixed, if only, if only they put in 90% capacity, that's going to suck for some of our White Sox fans. May suck for some of the Twins fans once in a while. But everything else, eh, maybe Milwaukee, uh, a couple games a year, might get not it might get blacked out. The Royals aren't aren't going to get blacked out. St. Louis ain't going to get blacked out. Chicago, the Cubs ain't going to get blacked out. But the rest of them, maybe. That's what I want to see. Okay. Um, Do you see what's coming up next, Mike? Is it a left turn, Rich? It is a left turn. And after that? Probably another left turn. Because we're heading into the NASCAR corner. Presented today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. You are home for all your sports memorabilia needs. Check them out in Moline, Illinois, and on eBay. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Rich, no cards this week. Sorry. Um, oh, okay, that's fine. They're under. They must. It's you know, it's raining. It's probably raining, or the track's probably really wet. Where the track would be really wet where we're at anyway. So they'll so, probably be under a red flag. Last week at Road America. I didn't come in last place. You didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I beat Tony in the Funk House. Um, I actually did all right. Rich, you won again yeah. last week. Solomon come came in second. Uh, I came in third, and Tony came in fourth. That does not at all change our overall standings, as I'm still in the basement by 500 points under Tony and Solomon, uh, and 800 points under you. But that's okay. I'll get you in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, you probably will. You probably will. I never do well in the playoffs. 
So, Rich. Uh, last week, Road America, first time most of these drivers have been there. Uh, the, the few that have been there um, have only been there in... Uh, in the lower series Xfinity cars. So they, mm-hmm. they've never been there in these full-powered, uh, high-grip cars that are the Cup Series cars. Uh, so, good race. Did you watch any of it? Um, I would, Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I think I watched the second and the final stages of the race. Okay. Um, I did not watch any of it, but I did have a friend, of, again, a friend of the show. We'll give him a shout-out. I'm actually going to... Uh, uh, after the show, I will link on both our page and on the fan page uh, his photography. He got to be nice. a f- uh, a photographer, an an official vested NASCAR photographer for the race. Nice. Yeah, so that was kind of exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, we yeah that's uh, Chad Mikos Mikos. Okay. Uh, got to be a uh, a part of the show, or part of he he got to be one of the photographers there, and did a great job. So, um, some great photos, and we'll we'll share them. I'm, I'll get his permission first. If he allows me to do it, I'll uh, post some photos on there. Um, I think he did great, and uh, if you want to check it out, we'll hopefully get a link for you uh, a little bit later today. So, um, so this, uh, your race winner this week or last week, Rich, you picked him, you picked another winner, two in a row. You are on fire, my sir, Chase Elliott. And this time he didn't have any, uh, lug nuts loose. Didn't have any, didn't get any disqualifications. Didn't have any troubles at the end of the race. Coming in first place, Chase Elliott. Rich gives you two more points and extends your lead to three. You're yeah, 13, 13 to 10. 10. Because your pick of Kyle Larson came in 16th. And another thing with Chase Elliott is that this win maybe didn't have, maybe that he didn't get the win in that gray area. Whereas when Coda was called due to rain. Yep. And they chose to just call the race and end it instead of maybe waiting waiting out the track drying system and waiting for the weather to pass yeah. as well. So uh, this um, this week's race, down in Atlanta, Quaker State 400. Rich, that's right. you have the honors. Well, while I'm really tempted to go with Kyle Larson because he's done so well at these mile-and-a-half tracks, I'm going to go with somebody else, and I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. You know, that's a great pick. Uh, I'm actually going to pick a teammate of his and going for a long shot this week. We haven't had, okay. we haven't done many long shots. I'm going to go with Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell. Yep. Okay. Um, so, it's a good pick. The Joe Gibbs cars usually have a pretty good setup for these mile-and-a-half tracks. So it, yeah. it's not a – I don't think it's a very it, – it's still a long shot pick, but I don't think it's a bad one. I yeah. like it. So, uh, yeah. Um, any – Anything else in the NASCAR corner before we uh, head off, turn and left, and take a walk and ruin it? Yeah, not not really. I guess there. I saw some. I didn't have a chance to look at the story too much. It was maybe a uh, 
we have to put this on the back burner, but I guess there was some concern over the crash tests of the new next-gen cars that will be making their debut next year. Will you, we'll so, have to put that on the bur- back burner because we'll have to see it next week. Yeah. All right, Mike. So let's do before we go into the John Deere Classic. Let's let's give a, a, a the quick hits on the Stanley Cup and the NBA Finals real quick. Okay. And um, the Stanley Cup Finals, Mike. It looks like I'm going to owe you lunch as the Tampa Bay Lightning won their series four to one. Uh, they got to do it in front of the home fans in Tampa, which uh, they didn't get to do last year because they were in the bubble. Yep. So good for good for Tampa. I think another thing that think of like a meme that I saw like of what all Tom Brady has done for Tampa since he signed. Yeah. Tampa, the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. The Rays go to the World Series, come in second, losing the World Series. The Bucks win the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Lightning win a second Stanley Cup. Uh, and uh, let's make sure, don't let Tom uh, in the boat parade. I don't think he can throw the Stanley Cup as well as no. he, can, he can throw the Lombardi Trophy. No, I don't think so. Tom, no right. throwing the cup. You can drink out of it. You can, you can get a, you can dunk your head in it with full of beer, but no throwing the Stanley Cup from boat to boat. All right, that's We're part of the wrong a- thing. Drunken it, dunking the head in and drinking beer. I think that's more of a Gronk thing than him. I mean, he was pretty drunk on the boat parade. Oh, okay, but yeah, All right, so, Tom Brady uh, has changed the face of Tampa sports. Uh, single-handedly. He's the reason why all of this stuff is happening, right? I guess so. Um, the NBA playoffs, um, when we last left you, the Bucks and the Hawks still had to play a game six and possibly a game seven. The Bucks ended up winning. And off off, off show, off air, uh, we exchanged some text messages. Mike, you chose the Bucks to win, giving me the Suns. Now, folks, and... this is not a lunch bet this year. No. Um, Rich and I had a discussion last year after he owed me like six lunches because I won a bunch in a row. I, we realized that this the, the the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs are always so close together. To put a lunch bet on both of them every year, it's going to make it hard for us to, to do that every year. So we're going to do, I think this year we'll do the NHL. Next year we'll do NBA finals. You want to call it that way? Uh, not a we'll lunch play it by it. We'll play it by ear to see which matchup is set when we go on to air. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll play it by ear. But but uh, the Suns currently have a 2-0 lead with Game 3 tonight in Milwaukee. Um, I, overall, I haven't had a chance to watch any of the matchup, but at least no matter who wins, at least a superstar is going to get their first ring out of it. As oh, Chris yeah. Paul or Giannis are going to get a ring, you're not going to see a... LeBron. Perennial champion. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron getting, getting his sixth or seventh ring. Getting a ring for his left baby toe or something and whatever. Yeah, and there's really and there really isn't this I don't think either of these teams are really super teams. A lot of nope. both of these teams are kind of were really homegrown and yep. built the traditional way instead of maybe one getting signing one superstar and using that star power to say, Hey, why don't you sign with me? Sign with our team, let's join up. That didn't really happen here with either of these teams and they're small market teams. Yeah. Like both are fairly small market teams for, I mean, granted we're talking million, million people cities, but man, um, it's not a traditional big market market size, TV market size. It's small. 
And uh, the final quick hit that probably won't have too much discussion, Joey Chestnut breaks the world record for Nathan at the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes, Mike. I, oh. That's a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, that guy. Even if you're using it of like um, eating the hot dogs as fast as you can and then dunking the bread in water, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah. I could probably do 76 like, like of those mini sausages or those mini links. That you put in little like, smokies, yeah, little, little smokies wrapped in bacon with some brown sugar on top. And bake that; that's delicious. I could do seventy six of those, probably not in ten minutes. Mm-mm. But there ain't that's that, a lot. That's no. Um, All right, Mike. Nope, we got one more quick hit before we hit the uh, John Deere Classic. Uh, we still have to talk about name, image, and likeness in the NCAA. Yeah, the. NCAA is not going to stand in the way of allowing their allowing college athletes to make money off of their main image and likenesses anymore. Yeah. So, <clears throat> or, or they're, or maybe they're they don't agree with it and don't want it to happen. But there's, I, I think they've they've seen that it'd be a losing battle to try and fight this through the courts. So they're so they're choosing not to fight right now. So the question becomes. Hey, our we have this this guy that the, we have this booster that's going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year to be in a commercial. Is that now a recruiting technique? I was thinking the same thing. Or could you have? Or how are they going to do? A lot of people have talked about. Are they going to bring back the video game, the college football video game? That's, is how are you going to pay everybody? Are you now going to limit which teams are in the or in that game? Because you could have, like, take take a look at last year. If you had guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, all those quarterbacks saying, "No, you can't use my my yeah. name or likeness or my characteristics of what I would be in that game because I'm not getting paid. Or I don't. I I can make more money on my own." I don't want to be paid. That's why Michael Jordan was never in the NBA video games outside of it because he was outside of the players association. Yeah. No, I, it was one of those, it's one of those things that, um, a, either the NCAA games are going to go skyrocket in price. Cause folks at 50 bucks, even for each game, even if we're talking 50 bucks, each game, you boil it down to the 10, 10 100,000 players that they have in those games. Like, you, they're going to get what? 10 cent checks? Exactly. Is it worth it? But I, I'm circling back to kind of what you were talking about with meaning could the boosters of, all right, I'm going to give you a job to be at the to be a, like a promotional team player at yeah. this, at, at my dealership. You can still come in after the game, say something in your post-game interviews of, uh, make sure to check out the good deals at... Uh, at uh, Linkwitz Ford. Yeah, Linkwitz Ford out in East Moline, Illinois, or something like that. If you're if you're yeah. a player for Augustana, how could you could you see post-game interviews coming down of, like, you're, like you are with NASCAR, of rattling off like all their sponsors? sponsors. 
blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, I, great question. Like, even bigger, though, I mean, so one, is it going to bring it into the light? Like, are we going to bring these recruiting practices into the light now? Because it's already happening. Let's not kid ourselves, folks. These guys are getting paid to go to these schools. It might be through the parents taking a taking a payment from a booster or a random person drops off a brand new car at their house. Yeah. But they're getting paid. But is this going to allow them to be out in the public? And even more so, <clears throat> like, so here, and that brings up another one. So let's say I am, let's say I'm Alabama. I got boosters. I got billions in boosters money, right? Not billions, but millions, maybe hundreds mm-hmm. of millions. Yeah. I, I got guys that are just rolling in it. I got guys that own multiple dealerships. Hey, how about here's the deal we're going to make. You're going to pay our guy. Not only are you going to pay him to be to do naming, to do commercials for you, to do an appearance three times a year, whatever. I don't care. But and this is the bigger one. You're also going to have a free car for him to drive for the year. He's going to roll around in a brand new Ford Maverick. As his part of his compensation. Like, why isn't that going to happen? I mean, could that exactly how, how I mean, are the is the booster going to be a part of the recruiting tool of all right, if you come here, we can also get you a deal with this booster to where you just got to do a couple of commercials for them. They'll give you a free car. You'll get this amount of money. Yeah. Get about this amount of money. Maybe do a couple of autograph signings on a, on a, uh, on like a weekday, on a weekday when the dealership's open, make an appearance there. Does this change how we look at guys from the past, like Joe, like Johnny Manziel, who was got in trouble for a a autograph session? Mm-hmm. Had to set out a couple of games. Had to yeah. set out a game. Made money off of an autograph session. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Bush lost his Heisman Trophy because of this, because yeah. of an illegal. Can we um, can we give Reggie his his Heisman back? Yeah, the Heisman people said we're going to let the NCA decide that. They didn't want to touch that. Um, but I think I saw a tweet of uh, of um, I don't I think um, Charlotte Hornets guard uh, Mikel Bridges. I think it was. He got fined. He was he had to sit out a couple of NCA tournament games, and he had to pay back. He he got it. He had dinner with an agent a future agent that he might hire when he turned pro and the agent bought their dinner for him at $40. So the decision was that, all right, you got to make a $40 donation to charity. So, so he tweeted out, Hey, Hey, NCA, can I get my 40 bucks back? (sighs) NCA has been on the wrong side of this for years, folks. I'm glad they're fixing it. It's about dang time. So could you see athletes maybe sticking around in college a little longer because they're now making money? There isn't that temptation or that reality setting in that, hey, I've I've got to take care of my folks. i got to turn pro maybe a year early. Or maybe could you see basketball players staying in college ball longer than just that one year before they turn pro? Well, I think the bigger one is you're going to, yes, I think you're going to see it, but I think you're going to see it guys. Um, so this year 
Bohannon in uh, for Iowa had been waffling on whether or not he was going to try to go pro. He was at best a late recruit or a late round draft pick to get him um, into uh, to get into maybe the chance to get into the NBA. And you're going to see guys like that say, "Well, I can make money on my name, image, and likeness." Um, yes, I'll do it. Um, so, you know, you're going to see those guys do that. And because of that, we're going to have, um, you're going to, you're going to have those mediocre players stick around a little bit longer in order to, to make a little bit more money that, that might be on par, if not better than what they'd make in the G league. Um, so yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else in the name, image, and likeness? I don't think so. I think it's still developing. It wouldn't surprise me if the NCA tries to reach a compromise of saying, well, you can only do so much, or you can only do X, Y, and Z type of things. Not Is there going to be a, is there gonna be a, uh, a quote-unquote salary cap? Maybe. Like, that's, that's the thing. If they're going to not impose it, you have places like Texas. Or not like yeah, like Texas. Yeah, or you got places Texas. like, um, like Alabama, the the SEC, whose football programs are going to be, I mean, if they weren't already pro level teams, now they're going to be able to pay their guy. Like they're not paying their guys, but they're paying their guy. They're getting their guys paid. Like, are you going to see that end up skyrocketing the disparage? between your big teams like like uh, Alabama and your Central Floridas. Mm-hmm. Is Central Florida going to be – are they even going to be able to compete with your D1 schools anymore? Or you could see – or you could – maybe the flip side will happen and you could see mid-market or smaller programs be able to compete on the other level because maybe they've got – deep-pocketed boosters that nobody really knows about or alumni that are willing to chip in, do the, do the coaching staffs or the athletic departments start going out and reaching out to potential sponsors or boosters and say, hey, we really want to get this guy, but we're up against Michigan for this guy or we're up against yeah. even Florida or Florida State for this guy. Can you Anything you can do to help us out. Yeah. I. This is going to make – this is going to change recruiting – in a ma- massive way. Um, honestly, I hope, I hope that it stays unregulated as much as possible because what that does is, A, it, it makes a free market. So it, you're going to see highest paid player wins or highest paid place wins, um, which, you know, changes the way the NB- the NCAA works. Yeah, I think the only restriction that I've seen so far is limits that BYU University has put on. Oh. They will not allow their players to endorse cigarettes, alcohol, adult entertainment, or immoral or immoral services, something like that. So you, And I think there was something else out there that they, they said, no, you can't do it. Or caffeinated beverages. Yeah. But that's a poor part of the of the Mormon religion. You can't engage yep. in those types of activities. 
So that that makes makes a little bit of sense for the universe. You know, maybe you'll see universities putting their own limitations on what they want their so is want Catholic, their teams to do. Is Notre Dame gonna make it so you can't you can't uh, endorse a condom? I don't know. <laughs> you can't endorse. Yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, I you know I'm. I'm happy it's happening. It's it's about dang time, folks. Like, let's be honest. Um, and we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move so on. Let's go ahead and hit the links, Mike. Yeah. Before we and end the show out. Yeah, because we made it an hour already, Rich. We do it every week. We don't. Yeah. Have so you. Yeah. So you're wearing your John Deere Classic shirt that she got a couple of years ago. Um. I, I didn't take the hint to wear my John Deere shirt, although mine's kind of hard to see. Uh, mine's kind of like a black and gray, like camo pattern. And that would have been an awesome shirt. Yeah. I got this, like, I got this green one, which is great. It's John Deere green with another not so John Deere green colors in it. And then the logo. Um, I have the green, the yellow one from a few years back, even further. Um, I miss working the John Deere Classic Charter. That was always fun, uh, mm-hmm. getting those free shirts. But and I miss just working the John Deere Classic in general. Um, yeah, um, my my uh, take my mom, not my goodness, uh, Karen and uh, my wife Amy. They got to see one of the golfers leaving the Classic. They were out taking test drives, and one of the test drive sites that the dealerships along John Deere Road suggest is. Going out to the classic, going into the neighborhood that where the where the John Deere Classic leads into, and using that as a turnaround. So they're leaving the light, and they see, and they pull up alongside one of the players' uh, chauffeur vehicles, and then it's that looks like Zach Johnson. Oh, is it Zach nice. Johnson? But yeah, I think it is. But then the chauffeur driver saw what they were doing, like pointing and wondering if that's who it was. And then he pulled up so he could get Zach Johnson out of view. But they think they think they saw Zach Johnson when they were out test driving vehicles in the neighborhood. Well, good on them. Zach Johnson's not doing great today, but or this week, but we'll see how he does overall. So, so who's currently leading going into the second round? Uh, L. List is in first place. I don't know who that. Okay. Is. Any uh, recognizable Luke names List. on the docket? Zach Johnson. Okay. Who is? I just had him, and then I. Uh, he's in 24th place, um, mm. eight under for the to- uh, total for the tournament, which is five strokes back. He he still is in it, folks. He really is. But yeah, I'm scrolling through the leaderboard. I'm not. I'm not. No names are really jumping out. Uh, Steve Stricker, Steve Stricker, a John Deere Classic uh, alum, is tied for 33rd. Well, good. Yeah, Steve seems to be He's won yeah. the tournament a couple of times. Yeah, I love seeing him back at the tournament. Every, I mean, he he truly does love the John Deere Classic. He comes almost every year. Uh, and even, like, even though I don't think he has to, I think he has, I think most years he has a, a in. Like, he doesn't have to. He has a sponsor's exemption? He has some sort of exemption to get into the. Uh, well, to get into next week's um, British Open, mm. so he doesn't know oh. he doesn't need to play it. The reason a lot of these guys play it is because if you win the John Deere Classic, it gets you uh, a spot in the in the Open Championship. Mm. 
the British Open. But <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, folks, the biggest one of the biggest things to happen in the in the Quad Cities. I would say it's the biggest sporting event in the Quad Cities year, uh, every year. That and probably the Big Seven, but but nothing gets as much national attention as the John Deere Classic. The Big Seven doesn't get like road racing does not get as much attention as as golf as golf even does. Like this gets on national television. The Big Seven gets on local television. That's true. I mean, you do see highlights from the John Deere Classic on the Golf Channel and on ESPN. They even show the rounds on uh, CBS or Golf Channel or NBC, whoever owns it, owns the rights to the PGA Mm. Tournament. It'll be on TV today or tomorrow, today and tomorrow. Yeah. From the little town of of Silvis, Illinois. Yeah. I mean... I was I was looking at stuff. Do you know that the Quad Cities is like ranked two hundred and fortieth population wise in the country? Like we I did not. We are the Quad Cities is not as small of a market. like yes, it's a small market, but uh uh, uh but they're where they end up three hundred and eighty three thousand people is what the area is considered um and they are ranked sorry i i had it i looked it up a couple weeks ago uh great great television here for you folks uh anyway they're they're ranked pretty high um in the in the they're ranked higher than what you would think when you grow up there, because we always think it's the Quad Cities that sucks. Because you're you're two hour, two and a half hours from Chicago, you're five hours from St. Louis, you're five hours from Minneapolis, you're three and a half hours from Milwaukee, you're two and a half hours from three hours to Des Moines. You're you got all these massive population centers, and then you have the mm-hmm. Quad Cities. Uh, oh, they are 144th. Huh. Hundred and when, when you take it when you take it out the, the metro area. Yep. Ranked hundred and forty fourth in the US. Okay. So when you take that into consideration, we're not really that small of a town. Mm-hmm. Like we are a large population. It is a large city. We don't think of it that way because it's split up between four cities plus all of the the Leclerc's, the Eldridge's, the Orion's, the places that are a thousand people or more between a thousand and ten thousand people. Um, that that is there, but it's actually a pretty large metropolitan area, and it's getting bigger, uh, not quite as fast as you know some people would hope, but either way. To be 144th, there's only 52 weeks in the year, right? There's mm-hmm. At most, there can be 52 golf tournaments happening that get TV coverage on Sunday. Right? Yep. So, for us, for them to be one of the 52, that's a great thing. Folks, support it. 
I know that a lot of people in the Quad Cities go out and watch it and enjoy it. Uh, check it out. Um, folk, Rich, going into the end of the show, any shout-outs for you this week? Not this week. Okay. Good birthdays for your mom. Birthdays coming up next week. Yeah, good birthdays for uh, for Karen and Pam. Yep. Good times. So um, have some bird- more birthdays coming up. I got a... Uh, JD's next week. We're going to go down and see. They are actually going to construct a regulation wiffle ball field in their in uh, on their backyard for his party. Nice. nice. Next Saturday, and I didn't uh, know there was such a thing as a regulation wiffle ball. There actually, I guess, is on the on the YouTube. There is a major league wiffle ball league that they will put games in. I guess there's a size and regulations for the field, and they have a like a net thing set up for a strike zone. So they're actually going to be constructing that as well. So it'll nice. be kind of pretty neat to see and watch. Nice. But that's next week. Next week. So you're going to, we'll have to talk about when we're going to shoot then, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll, we should have time to do a morning show, maybe a little earlier. That's fine with me. I think we should be okay. Um, and then uh, no, no shout outs, but Rich, people are watching us on Facebook, but they really just want to listen to us. What should they do? Uh, you can find our show wherever you find all the popular podcasts that have much better advertising than we do, uh, have much better or even an advertising budget for that matter. Um, uh, or you can. <laughs> oh, any, any like uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, or even on Anchor.fm, yep. our main sponsor. Okay, folks, and if you're listening on there and you want to see my pretty face and Rich's devilishly good looks, check us out on Facebook.com slash Balls and Six. If you want to participate in our poll questions, Facebook.com slash Fans of Balls and Six. And if you really don't want to be be on Facebook but you still want to watch, Rich, where can they catch us? You can find us on our YouTube channel. Yep. Check us out there. Uh, at... Uh, Look look up Balls and Sticks, uh, the podcast on uh, on YouTube. All that and more. Folks, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Um, once again, shout out to J.R. Nichols for t- reminding me to uh, make sure Rich can be heard. Uh, I had to update my computer last week. I didn't have to, but I decided to update my computer last week to Windows 11. And in doing that, I uh, my... OBS uh, had some issues. But, Rich, what's it time to do? It's time to roll the outro. Maybe. Okay. (laughs) Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.